I'm continued at peace. I'm never like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting in. I don't know you all the way yet. Cause there never yeah, will I don't even be know an myself. all the way yet, you know? Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't take away. It's not like, oh my gosh, a slippery slope. Will I know this person? You know, it's like we apply these concepts to some things and not others. Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. <laughs> I'm Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Mace. Welcome to episode 141. Woo! We are in our fast. We won't even mention what we're fasting from, but we Ooh, are fasting. it's true. Um, welcome. That's maybe our Lent. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's longer than five weeks. Maybe Whoop. it's all of Lent. Mm, maybe we would release an old episode. Well, we made our episode. schedule today and we episode, we put out the next five episodes and it wasn't in it. Mm. Mm. Our brains. Okay, we shouldn't even, we should get right to we're it. We're lingering too much on that. We hear, welcome to how we do intros here at No Small Thing, mm. where we're a podcast. Stumbling around, we finding our We have a conversation. Way. Trying to remember what we're talking about, not quite knowing the name or the number. Oh, what? Welcome. What are we titling this episode? <laughs> knowing, uh, knowing ventures. I think knowing ventures. Knowing ventures. Welcome to knowing ventures. Does that sound interesting to you all? Knowing Adventure ventures? into knowing. <laughs> um, <laughs> here we are. So everybody, um, this is a curiosity podcast. We actually don't know how that happened. We started off <laughs> with this podcast call, being called No Small Thing because the idea was. Anything can be interesting. We almost titled it. Everything is interesting. Everything is interesting. And then a mission started to form. We we felt sort of a need to create a mission statement. Mm-hmm. My brother wrote. Scott read a book. Or my, listened to my a podcast. My brother wrote A Cure for Cynicism on, on his review on oh, iTunes. Oh, yes. So we said, helping you live a less cynical, more curious, curious life. life. And then we changed it to certain because we actually like cynicism we decided that certainty is a, tr- a, a bigger enemy to us mm-hmm. than cynicism mm-hmm. and we're not saying no certain no we're saying certain. less certain <laughs> certain <laughs> certain um yeah we're saying less certain less so certain. just inviting us to embrace the uncertain a bit more mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. speaking of that the theme of tonight's episode is we're titling it knowing ventures yeah and it is essentially, this is one of those nights where it's almost like a book report. Mm-hmm. Um, I read this book called A Little Manual for Knowing by Esther Lightcap Meek. I don't know, four months ago mm-hmm. um, as, the, as the beginning of my graduate degree, my program, we had to read this book. Yeah. And I had a class that literally just went through this book. Mm-hmm. And this is a book about epistemology. What are you in school for? I'm in school for clinical psychology. Nice. There so two quarters, you're halfway through your second quarter. I am. 15 weeks in. And this quarter you're taking five classes. I am. So you're cramming a lot of information. In so your I have brain. a lot of, I have a lot of content in my brain. It's not just content around. though. Like, you know, training to be a therapist, you're doing a lot of personal work too. <laughs> you started therapy yourself. Yes. You're doing listening labs. Yes. It's you're a lot. You're listening to yourself. You're listening to others. You're, 
cramming and listening and studying and you're overwhelmed. <laughs> yes, it's got his naming that it's true. I am overwhelmed. And it's part of why we are fasting from the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had to take that out. We had to, we had to eliminate that. Yeah. There's too Don't much information. Um, yeah. So I read this book like 15 weeks ago and read it and just like, I don't think it's even actually written in the margins anywhere, but just was like, no small thing, no small thing, no small thing. This is like what we're doing. Oh my gosh. This book is putting words to our mission. It's helping clarify our mission. It was just like, this is a book, as I said, on epistemology, Mm -hmm. which is a fancy word for how we learn, how we learn things. Yeah. Yeah. How we know. How we know. Yeah. 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 Which is in a lot of ways what we're doing here at No Small Thing. Yeah. Like curiosity, it's like we come with these topics yeah, and we're approaching them saying, let's be curious about them. In many ways, it's we're trying to know the topics, including ourselves. I guess one of the things that's coming up for me as you're talking is what we're offering and what this book offers and what we might be doing with our lives, who knows, is something that can be done anywhere for free by anybody. Yeah. You know, learning venture and a, and a curiosity and a a connecting over a topic can happen anytime and Mm -hmm. it can be fun and joyful, but also really profound and productive and healing and wholesome. And yeah. Yeah. But you don't, it's like, it's, it's like, um, I'm trying to think of like a, what's a sport that doesn't require a lot like soccer, I guess. You what know. are you about to say about soccer? No, it's just, it's just all she needs is a ball and go play. Oh, like very like little you have $12, equipment. dollars, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe a goal, but not really. Um, I'm sure there, I mean, I guess going on a run is even better. Yeah. You know, going on a run. And same with this. You can just sit and uh, be yeah, curious. Very with little equipment needed. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's what the world needs. You know, you say the world, right? What the world needs right now is love, but, and and maybe also some curiosity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We should write a song about it. Honestly. Need some curiosity, not love. But, but, <laughs> not I, love? but I, yeah, I was to say, like I think love is part of it. It's one or the other. Let's get rid of this love stuff. Let's replace it with curiosity. Yeah. I think it's like, we have found this to be really valuable. I mean, in a lot of ways just by, saying weekly less certain more curious we're naming how much we value this uh this aspect of life mm-hmm. um so this book in a lot of ways is it's kind of approaching knowing and engaging by placing curiosity and like proposing a very particular way that you go about knowing which is, I think, a lot in line with what we're doing here and also kind of encouraging us to maybe, I feel like, take it even further mm-hmm. or, like, think about even our own conversations and what we're doing with our mission even more. Like, it's challenging us and also giving words to what we're doing. Yeah, perfectly said. Perfectly said. Thank I you. totally agree. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think as we continue to do this, as I look, try to look out into the future, I guess my assumption has always been we're going to start finding some resources and tools. Mm-hmm. Like we, we like curiosity and we're trying to model something through these conversations um, and just having fun doing it. Right. That's why I like to talk about something dumb like phones or candy, you know, but, or chips. <laughs> Food coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> Food. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I'm like, okay, so if we were going to come up with a program or a curriculum or like a, even like a presentation, yeah. like if somebody said, okay, you got an hour, come talk to this group about curiosity. I'm like, okay, I, I can just riff and talk mm-hmm. about why I think it's important. But it'd mm-hmm. be really cool to be like, here's some really solid tips on how to get started. Ways to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which we're in the process of trying to cultivate creating spaces where we're doing that. Or even what is it? Because what I think is this curiosity defines it in some unique ways. Yes, I agree. In which I actually have, I have a quote that we'll talk about two different kinds of curiosity that are yeah. described in this book. So should I start to just explain a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I think I, I, we I'm should gonna, get right I'm, into I'm, it. You're, you're, this is reading rainbow. It's the book report. This is reading rainbow. Butterflies in the sky. <gasps> I can fly twice as high. And I will say, I read Take this book look. like 15 <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> you know what I'm going to sing? Oh, sorry. I know. I was thinking you could keep singing while <laughs> I Just talk said over something. me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> like it's like your background I music. Um, I read this book like 15 weeks ago. So, and I've been reading it out loud to Scott, but we didn't finish it this week. Okay. So that's where we're at. That was good. I hope that, was that wasn't teamwork. too crazy for you all. Um, okay. So premise of this book, it is about learning ventures. Mm. What do I mean by learning ventures? Good question. Nice. <laughs> Learning ventures, as proposed in this book, are essentially when you are beginning any kind of getting to know something. Mm. Like a learning venture might, they propose, be things like beginning college. Yep. A learning venture. A learning venture. Starting a relationship. Starting a relationship. A learning venture. Um, becoming, starting a business. Yep. A learning venture. Yeah. Engaging in something new. I mean, a learning venture, honestly, I feel like in a small way, every single week we do an episode is a learning venture. Yeah. It's the way we engage with coming out of this new venturing into learning in whatever realm you're going. So wherever you are in life, we're always, I would say, entering into learning ventures. Love that. It almost sounds like it's like setting an intention because you're like, um, because part of what you've been doing is like an assignment is studying part of your neighborhood. It, I have been, mm-hmm. yes. That's its own learning it. venture. Right. It's its own learning venture. So you could treat a walk around your neighborhood as a learning venture. And you can be asking questions of the things you see and wondering and trying to see it through a new lens, you know. Right. Like I feel like this book proposes, like in the beginning it is. It's like I read this book first quarter of beginning a very like significant you can see this like learning venture mm-hmm. of going to school. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this book is proposing this is both for the big learning ventures mm-hmm. and creating a, it's more of an attitude of learn venturing. Yes. That's the attitude. Uh, an attitude <laughs> of learned venturing. Learn, learn, yeah. Learning venturing? Learned? I, cultivated? Do we ask cultivated? Cool. It's an attitude of venturing. Habitual. Habitual learning, learning yeah. adventuring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll workshop that. We're workshop. Yeah, we're, we're getting this there. whole this whole podcast is a giant workshop. Right. This episode, in a lot of ways, is just a workshop for us mm-hmm. to prepare to yep. continue. So, welcome to our own learning venture that we're on. Yeah. Here, so um, this book proposes a few kind of concepts and key things, and we're kind of just going to talk about these key things. Okay. I think. Yeah. And just our oh. process alongside it. We'll see, we're going to see what happens. Um, You're going to start talking and then we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. We're on a learning venture. It's, it's like really meta how much the process of this podcast is this. Anyways, so 
there's, it begins with kind of this preposition of kind of, in a way, kind of creates a dichotomy of two different ways of learning. So Mm -hmm. there's more than just this dichotomy that's presented, I will Mm -hmm. say. But a huge premise of this book that begins is that we have decided there's an epistemology of knowledge is information. Mm -hmm. So that is gathering data, gathering information, collecting, coming to a truth, coming to a conclusion. The more data, the better, kind of this capturing the the objective truth Mm. in a lot of ways. Mm. And this book is saying, while that's cool and all, there's a much more real, I mean, this book even says like a realer way of knowing that is when you love something in order to know it, you gain a richer, truer understanding of what is true. It is inviting the real as opposed to this gathering knowledge and information. And it goes into great detail about what it is to love and all that this entails, loving as information, dynamic, relational, as opposed to knowledge as information. Yep. You're saying it all. Do you have, do you have any thoughts on that? Just that just initial (laughs) point. Yes, because it is a, it's never either or there's the scientific approach to life, right? There's proofs and there's hypotheses and there's tests and trials. And that is really necessary for our survival and existence. And I celebrate in all ways without any caveats, science. Yeah. (laughs) And I celebrate knowledge and I celebrate truth and I celebrate facts. So I never want anybody to get, get thrown off here and be like, Oh, these people don't like facts. These are, these people are just like, you know, astrology in the clouds, Aquarian age, and it's like, yes, we are that. Yeah, I'm like, they're, you're not wrong about that, but, but. But we also like facts. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, keep going, keep going. Oh, 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 so, so, I, you know, that, that's my whole philosophy of life. Like, and, and again, like, I sometimes haven't sat down and really tried to think about how to say it in simpler terms. Like, talking about, like, the philosophical approaches or influences that I have. Um have to do more with continental philosophy. And, and I think you combine that with psychoanalysis and all the things that you're learning. It's like, um, there is, there is a deeper knowledge, maybe, maybe, maybe the best, not the best, but a good metaphor is knowledge of self. Mm-hmm. There's no objectivity there. You know, I can say, I think I like burritos you know, but I mean, how, what is true about that objectively? Right. And maybe. what you know of burritos is a lot more, yeah. you know, the way they taste you, the way yeah. you feel and a memory of you eating the burrito. Yeah. It's, it's so much richer, richer yeah. than what can be perceived in just mm-hmm. the, the more abstract data. Right. Or I think I want to be a podcaster. Right. Is that, is that objectively true? Yeah. It's true right now, sort of, and maybe it'll change and we'll see. And it is, it's dynamic. You dynamic. Know. Everything is yeah. dynamic. Right. Well, and I mean, this is, I, I have a quote to read in a second, but it is saying, saying loving in order to know is not saying you will dismiss facts. It's saying, but there's this relationship that will help you. You will, in the dynamicism, be able to hold these facts and this data alongside yes. a being in relationship with something alongside mm-hmm. of an experience, alongside of an indwelling of it, all these different 
words that get presented in this book. I think that's another reason I think we have experienced joy in this podcast because we keep reminding ourselves and others that we're learning as we go. Mm-hmm. So there's been times where somebody's like, oh, you were wrong about that or you didn't do that very well. And we're like, well, that's okay. We're not trying to be irresponsible, but like we're learning. Right. You know? Right. It's we're in, we're in relationship to what yeah. we're learning. Yeah. We won't, we walk away from an episode saying, well, that was the beginning of it. <laughs> well, we're going to come back to it 17 episodes yeah, later yeah, yeah, and have yeah. new information about it. The more we know something, the yeah. more we engage with it. Yeah, Totally. And, and I think too of like, um, you know, I think when I was younger, everybody, I'm 41 now, but when I probably was your age and high school age too, I I was really, I I think I probably approached people with this idea of sort of a gotcha mentality. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you said this and I probably still do that. Well, last week you said this, but hold on. You just said this and you just contradicted yourself. And it's like, well, you still do that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We all are going to contradict ourselves. We're all com- We're all complicated and we ha- hardly know what we're talking about half the time. Right. Right. Well, and it's, yeah, it's like a lot of what we do here is also verbal processing and like mm-hmm. presenting something and saying, well, I mean, throwback, this is kind of, we were saying before this, like the second episode of like Mace has gone to college and here's what Mace is learning. We did projective identification. Now that episode was wild. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We really, we really were like, I was like, I don't know at really all. I got really lost. And now I think I understand it a little bit more, but still I would, could still have potential of getting lost. But like that episode, honestly, it's looking back again, our podcast, even the Enneagram Blitz, sorry to say the word, but like, Ooh, ah, <laughs> my ears. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I'm like, Ugh. it in itself was some kind of, it was less about when we said this in the finale, it was less about the topic and more about what we were trying to say about our relationship to the topic. Yes. Perfectly said in my opinion. Great. Like it's (laughs) like we're loving relationship with the topic. That's it. It's like almost in a way, even like, okay, I'm going to say it again, but like our love of the Enneagram. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) stop saying Stop saying it. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> Our love of the thing. It's, it is like relational. The fact that we even said we have to take a break, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. this relationship. Yes. You know, it's like, it's because we were engaged in it in such a relational way. You know, if we were just, yeah, we almost we were like just doing information. An abuser or something. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessarily. <laughs> The Enneagram's just this thing. Oh, I said it now. Ah, no, it's yeah. Okay, okay. I have a quote. Oh, Do you have a thought? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a thought. I just like that. It's our relationship. I mean, that could be like a, a merch thing. Our relationship to the topic. Ooh, you know? yeah. Because it's yeah. it's it just gives us so much more freedom and lightness. And it's like this isn't a podcast. At least now, someday I'm like, is it is it just continuing to find our voice and who we are? Like. a a reporting podcast, a a true type of podcast where we've done our research and we're coming in with this. Right. With like a thesis. Yeah. And, and people listen and they got some information Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they walk away and be like, wow, I I just learned a lot about this topic, you know, and, and it was quick and easy. And, and there's, I actually like that kind of podcast. No, I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah. But that's not currently what we're doing. And I like that idea of, um, we're, we're approaching this topic, not in a way where we're experts, although there might be times where we've learned something about something, 
but we're figuring it out. I mean, another great uh, example is our play episode because mm-hmm. that was another one we sort of got lost in the sauce at the end. And I was trying to. Uh, oh, we got lost in the Winnicott sauce. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to ex- explain object relations at the end. You I know? know. So it'd be interesting to go back and listen to that. And and now that I. I mean, I still feel like I 20% understand object relations. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait to take pathology yeah. and understand it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like we're learning and I hope people that are interested in the podcast thought that was interesting. And if not, it's like there's another episode coming next week. So if this one failed. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. We'll be at it again. <laughs> you may never want to come back, but it's fine. Here but we that's are. how it is with YouTubers. I like it's like. If you talk about GBASMR, I'm like, okay, this this one was a flop, but uh, next one will be good. Yeah, you know? I'll see how it goes. Yeah. Oh, oh. But I'm not like, oh, GB, I'm done with GB. GB, you're taking care of me when I'm sick. Yeah. I have the flu and you're my friend who's come over with things. Yes, thank you, GB. <laughs> <laughs> Very good one. Okay, so um, I'm going to read this quote because I think it's fun and it kind of is, um, I highlighted it. I think it helps kind of orient. It comes from the introduction and it's towards the end of the introduction. And we are not going to be able to talk about all these words that are used, but we'll try to. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But essentially, this is beginning saying that your knowing is like a pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. So it's a journey. Mm-hmm. And this is this is just the opening, one of the opening It's paragraphs. a one-year journey, and by the end, you have found absolute truth. You've got it. You've yeah. nailed it. <laughs> no, I, I, I do want to say, I'll read this quote at the end too, because it's like, there is some sense of like, Oh, is it never ending? And people ask that. It's like, when will it end? And right. and That's it's, what we're saying, slippery slope. It's right? a slippery slope. <laughs> and it's well, actually, maybe it doesn't necessarily end, but there will be a time when you start to be at peace with uh, this dynamic way that you're relating to knowledge. Mm, you will find peace mm, out, like in the journey. It's like, mm, no, not an end, but shalom. That's the word that they use. Shalom ooh, will be found. No, I love it. You know, like what you're saying when you're saying I had this preaching professor that used to like sort of evaluate your sermons and he would say something like my, my ear needed something to catch. Like he, he would kind of describe it like something to hang his hat on or mm-hmm. like, I was like, I just, I never settled. Like there, my ear was looking for something and I didn't find it. Mm. And when you say things like that, my ear is like, Ooh, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Like you, you won't, I mean, it's, you talk about object relations for play. Like, certain or defense mechanisms. I think when we started talking about defense mechanisms, I was like, wow, what is this? Oh my gosh, this language and these things. And now I'm like, uh, there's always more to learn, but I'm at peace with my at least general understanding of the topic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I have it all figured out by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Right. I mean, it's even like you think of something like God yeah. divinity. Yeah. I mean, this is also saying we're inviting the real, which as someone who now Boldly claim a person of faith, whatever that means. <laughs> but um, as a queer uh, youth of faith, <laughs> <laughs> that really got you. <laughs> um, it is this thing where no, you don't ever fully understand the divine, the other, but you find peace with your relationship of mystery. Yes, you. It's the both like. I mean, this is a, a cool theological concept I love of like this idea of God's imminence and eminence. Yes. Like 
God is fully in you. You know, it's known, it's close to you. There's a knowing. Yeah. And there's with that an unknowing, yes. like a complete also mystery. It doesn't take away its closeness. It doesn't take away its peace. It almost contributes. It, it, it's a settled peace. Mm. These are like little curiosity hey, sermons. Hats are being <laughs> hung over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just, it, we're not even getting anything quite yet, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, maybe that's what I'd want to say to people. It, it, maybe you could reverse it. I, I'm just thinking out loud here of like, if there's anxiety around a topic, maybe it's because you haven't been curious about it enough. And mm-hmm. so you're holding it at arm's length and it's still like God. God's a great example. If you're anxious about God and salvation and the Bible and all this stuff, it's like maybe you just haven't, I mean, it sounds like a, accusation of sorts. I'm not meaning it to sound like that, but maybe you haven't delved into it enough. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like you know, skating it, along the surface. Part of this is making peace with the unknown, the, the yet to be known mm-hmm. is what they say. And it's like, there will always be more to be known. It's, I mean, again, part of this is also seeing its relationship with what you're coming to know. Like you enter into a friendship, you and I, like, I will never know you fully, but each day I'll learn you more Mm. and know you more. Mm. And I'm continued at peace. I'm never like, Oh my gosh, I'm not getting in. I don't know you all the way yet. Cause there never will be all the way yet, you know, but it doesn't take away. It's not like, Oh my gosh, a slippery slope. Will I know this person? (laughs) You know, it's like we apply these concepts to some things and not others. Yeah, no, I mean, slippery slope. I, I, I've, that's never got me. There's so many, like, sort of in my world, like Christian little hoaxes or fears, you know, you know, where I'm like, I bought into some of those. Mm-hmm. But slippery slope never, <laughs> never like, got I, you. I'd always look at somebody and be like, what? And move on. If somebody would be like, you, you know, sort of metaphorically yelling at me as I walk away, slippery slope. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't. But I, I, I even I think I, I think we're playing with the idea of paradox mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. non-binary thinking, mm-hmm. and I also thought of a theological concept when you were talking because you said imminence and eminence, and I also think of uh, the already but not yet. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, good yeah, that's that is another good one. You already know, but you don't know yet. Yes, going to know more. It's like you you know all that is and not all. Yeah, at the same, it is it is very much playing with paradox, which this is really interesting because this book. Amongst classmates, some people were like, it, it, it stirred up a lot, which mm-hmm. is like, in a lot of ways, the void. We are here for the void. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of what we're doing. And I almost felt reading this like I was like, I was like, wow, I've been, this podcast of ours has inadvertently been some kind of training ground mm-hmm. for this. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this is how this is how it works. Like, oh, yeah, this, because we'll go on later, maybe if we get to, if we'll get to mm-hmm. any of these quotes. Mm-hmm. But, there is like a, a chart that shows this like way in which you, you begin with wonder, you move into questioning, you enter the void and then there's a coming out and there's the Shalom piece. Love and I, love it. I do feel like in a lot of ways we weekly kind of do that rhythm. We're yeah. learning that rhythm. It's like, Oh, I wonder what is yeah. this topic going to be chips? Yeah. I guess we're going to wonder about chips and it's like, Oh, the void of chips. And we're like, Whoa, my gosh, chips are these things. Whoa, what's going on? And no chips were like this. And then we like, <laughs> no, there is a void. I mean, maybe not so much chips, but like if we do unity in a few weeks. Oh, there will be, like, be a void. What is it? What is like, it? It's like really hope. Just go, yeah. hope. We're like, what, what is, is hope? hope? But we end that and we're like, we don't really know what hope is. But like, 
we have some peace uh-huh. with this thing called hope. We're mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, it's important. We're going to keep figuring it out. And I, I kind of get hope, but maybe not fully. And there's moments that I can feel and taste hope. But like, I think there's more to hope. Ah, I guess I'll just keep, keep being in relationship with hope. Yeah. And we'll go through the cycle again. Yeah. You know, yeah. gosh dang. And, and, and if we do present it, this at rebel on Monday, yeah. uh, that'd be a good place to start the little chart. Mm-hmm. You know, here it is. Yeah. This is how it is. <sighs> okay. And also I feel like we should end this episode with that beach house song elegy to the void. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> good one. Good one. This is a great, cause we're now entering what we are calling our liminal space mm-hmm. right now. This is, I think a great entry into all right, the liminal all right. space. Uh, let's read this quote. <laughs> let's see what happens. We keep stopping. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about a few more things. <laughs> we'll read this quote. We'll see what it brings up. And then I have more quotes. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, more quotes. A few more quotes. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Knowing is a pilgrimage. It requires taking personal responsibility, born of love, to pledge allegiance to what we do not yet know. Oh, I'm going to restart. Restart. Knowing is a pilgrimage. It requires taking personal responsibility, born of love, to pledge allegiance to what we do not yet know. It requires relying on seemingly opaque guidance to venture into the darkness of half-understanding. Mm. We invite its gracious and surprising self-disclosure, seeking to indwell its clues to make sense of a hidden pattern. Mm. We risk our forever being changed. It is an adventure. Knowing is a pilgrimage together. The little manual addresses persons joining a team of explorers who intend to venture together toward knowing. If you're listening to No Small Thing, you're part of this team. Yes, yes, you are on the team. Yes, oh, I'm really (laughs) glad you just said that. (laughs) But even if your journey seems a solitary one, at any point in it, you can recognize how others have contributed to your journey and how you can avail yourself of the camaraderie of others Mm. as you go forward. Mm. Reality proves to be richly multifaceted. Mm -hmm. Working with others in our knowing venture, we can pool our diverse perspectives and training so that we can engage the world even more responsibly and effectively. Ooh. Knowing is a gift. Epiphany comes as a surprising encounter, equal parts knowing and being known. It could never have been achieved in a systematic or linear fashion. Mm -hmm. It is transformed knower and known. Mm. Deep insights, hints of exciting future prospects, confirming that we have made contact with reality. Pilgrimage modulates into an ongoing dance of communion. Reality proves to be deeply dynamic and welcomes us in. Knowing ushers in shalom. Mm. Little mini sermon. This this, curiosity sermon. This little bit right there, but it's just like all the things. All the things. (laughs) Well, I wrote down... I, 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 now I feel like this could be um, inspiration for like a photo project on our Instagram or some sort of art piece of us like doing this, whatever that would mean. It could just be, it could just be postures and images, but maybe even videos of okay. us reciting something. Oh, but fun. I love pledge allegiance to what we do not know. Ooh, you know, what if we made a pledge? I pledge yeah. allegiance to what we do and not. And we have know. our hand and over like- our hearts. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that would be cool. We should we should dabble in some more artsy videos. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we could do it. That Pleasure. would be a learning venture of its own. Mm-hmm. 
I pledge allegiance to what I do not know. That sounds so much better than pledge allegiance to the flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I pledge allegiance to the, the uncertain. The void. Yeah. I feel like, okay, I really like that you said that about anyone listening. Mm-hmm. Like, it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, I do feel like no small thing is more, like, it is us and a group of people. Like, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, there has been quite a few people who have really, really connected with us and are here with us mm-hmm. in this venture, mm-hmm. engaging with us weekly, texting us, DMing us. And I guess this is, like, a, a, a saying to people out there, like, Message us, let us know you're in this venture with us. We want to know like this, we're in this together kind of energy. I'm mm-hmm. feeling that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really sweet. Yeah, we've got a little tribe. I don't want to go too much into this, but my brain's going there. I guess we can always edit out. Go for if, it. If I do it and you're like, I didn't like that. Okay. But um, I'm watching Hunter x Hunter again. Okay. If, if, if uh, everybody, I recommend it. Um, this is an anime. It's an anime that Reuven... Mace's housemate and our dear friend and podcast collaborator. And Ruvenationer. Yeah. Um, recommend over the summer. So I watched over the summer. A lot of content to um, consume there. But uh, now I'm watching it's it with my kids. And this this fourth season is about this Chimera Ant arc. Shoot, this is going to get... It, it, go me, for it. Let well, yourself go. Okay, here I go. So it, there are these... There are these mutants, essentially, like these uh, superhuman ants that uh, get out, get a lot of power, and they're trying to like colonize the world and destroy humanity. And and they're leading up to this birth of this king, hmm. and this king is going to be the most powerful being on the planet. And he's born, and essentially his his character arc is a very accelerated image of what it means to be human. Hmm. That's my interpretation. And so essentially, he starts off you know, kind of with his basest instincts, he's there to take over the world. He doesn't question anything. And the, the, the beautiful central part of this whole season is he's having all of the best sort of like, um, game masters come to the temple and play him. And after he beats them, he kills them in chess. Yeah. Well, it's, it's many different types of games that are like chess, Okay, but he's sort of saying, you come play me. I'm going to play you. And I'm, I'm like kind of holding you at gunpoint. It's like, tail point because he has this lethal tail and you're going to play until I beat you. So play, 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 play. He wins and then slice off their head next, you know? So there's like all these people in this kingdom and he finally has this girl Kamogi come in and she's just amazing at this other game that's similar to chess and he just cannot win. Mm -hmm. And so he's not going to kill her because he wants to win. So he keeps her alive. But as he's playing, he starts to like her and he doesn't know what to do with that. Yeah. And, um, and, eventually that becomes his reality. All these things, he has all these like servants that are trying to help him take over, but he starts to just become more interested in just being friends with Kamogi, who's this little blind girl with a snotty nose. Mm-hmm. And I think I've watched an episode <laughs> yeah. of this. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, the, so, so his knowing and his journey just becomes yeah. way more, I mean, even him getting to know her and being surprised, everything for him is a surprise. And he has this internal dialogue. He's like, why, why am I not wanting to kill this girl? What is this new feeling? Like, mm. why do I want to keep playing chess? And, and then he, he like sends her to a room essentially. He's like, I need to think about this. And he comes in and he finds her getting attacked by a wild bird. And he's like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, I would have saved you. And he's like, why do I want to save this human? Like, like I was going to kill this yeah. person. Yeah. And he's just asking himself questions and letting himself think and learn and grow. And, and it becomes a, a, he now, I mean, it's loving to know this thing. Yeah. 
he yeah. enters into the love relationship yeah. of this, this getting to know this being, which I think that's the thing. It's like, thanks for letting me talk about Hunter X Hunter. Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> Is there more to no, be no, said? No, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think this is this interesting thing where like reality sometimes like sweeps us off our feet. And it talks about this book talks about this idea of like wonder and that being the first point of like, you don't just like want to know some, like in order to engage in learning something, there's at one point that you curiously looked and said, what's this thing? Right. Like there's this moment of wonder and like, oh, what's this? Yeah, and what's so beautiful about the king is like the his people are don't literally say the phrase, but they're treating it like slippery slope. They're like, well, what's going to happen if you let yourself care for this human? Mm-hmm. Like slippery slope, you know, mm-hmm. you're the king, you can't mm-hmm. do that. And it's like, well, yeah, well, he does let himself care for this person. I mean, it is, I guess, a slippery slope yeah. because it changes. I mean, this book also says, I mean, that was, I think, in that quote of like, we risk forever being changed. Mm-hmm. Like, when we, I mean, this old book also talks to this idea of like loving to know we engage the real mm-hmm. when we do that, as opposed to just gathering data because it's engaging with how the thing f- sits in you. What's the feeling it's engaged in like the relational way you think about this thing. I mean, it's like going back to different topics are just good examples of like defense mechanisms. Yeah. It's like introspection or introjection as a topic. It's like, we could just say we're going to do introjection and just find out information about it and there come it in and say, this is what it is and all this stuff. Bye. But it's like, no, I guess we're going to try and think about this and realize it and think and embody it mm-hmm. in a way, embody mm-hmm. what learning this information is and in t- being in touch with ourselves and being in touch with the world and engaging with this information. And all of a sudden I get introjection because I, I'm experiencing it, mm-hmm. you know, it's indwelled in me as opposed to just keeping it at arm's length. Right. I don't want to be ungenerous, but like there are certain personalities I call, I guess I would call it a personality and I know they're different, but they're they're Maybe, maybe I have a little bit of um, disdain for these types of folks because they're like, what do you say? Oh, 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 yeah, great, 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 great. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I did not understand that's, a, that. that's the quarantine life right there. <laughs> um, uh, so there's these personalities, and, and part of me kind of, they remind me of bad parts of myself, but it's people like Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, or Sam Harris, and all of those people have different ways of approaching knowledge, and they're all white men, of course, too, but there's sort of this, like, cold objective robotic like posture towards finding knowledge. And they at least present a character of a person that's like, I'm a thinking objective brain. And they're even, their inflections are just like, we can know knowledge, you know, the scientists say on this topic and, and there's no need for me to get animated here because we're just talking about facts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I stay calm because there would be no reason to get nervous or emotional about facts. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, it's boring in my opinion, but yeah, there's no, I mean, especially to your, to this whole book's point is like, there's no emotional investment. Yeah. You're not, your heart's not in it. And, and, and this, this objective stuff you're talking about isn't even really real. Like, so Jordan Peterson has a great, 
debate with Slavo Sizek. You know, of course, I love Slavo Sizek much more, but like you can tell Slavo Sizek's trying to get him to be more playful. Like yeah. the whole time he's trying yeah. to like poke fun at him and like trying to get him to laugh. And Jordan Pearson just keeps trying to remain that calm, yeah. cool. Like stay objective. Yeah. Yeah. And it Pull certain times he breaks a smile and it's really fun to see him do that. But I feel like this is interesting because I feel like I've, I feel like you have a very interesting both relationship to both of these kinds of knowing. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I feel like you, like you're saying this, like these different personalities, you can see yourself in them a little bit. And I mean, of course I can too, but I feel like you do, you have sometimes like an ability to pull back and try and be objective, but you also believe in this. Mm-hmm. So in some sense, it's almost like in your objectivity, you know that this is the way. So I don't know. I am think, I, am I no, articulate it better? Uh, now I'm going to say it better. No, uh, I think that's right. I think I think you're starting something there. I think uh, I think there's this this sense of neutrality or non attachment called mm-hmm, that, and mm-hmm. I think that's helpful sometimes. I think to be able to hear some information, I think that's part of the dance. I mean, you're going to read about the dance probably a little bit later, but yeah, like, maybe maybe for me and my personal style, there's an initial neutrality. You know, if if you're going to tell me something really big about yourself, I'm going to be like. My opinion currently on this is not important. What I'm trying to do is get all the information. Just gathering. Yeah. So first of all, I need to present a posture and a vibe for you where you're going to keep giving me information. Mm -hmm. So anything that would inhibit full expression of that is going to inhibit both of us. So I can't be giving a lot of feedback in terms of how I feel about what you're saying. Aside Mm -hmm. from maybe some keep going vibes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But my personal style is like once I get all the information and I've checked in and maybe I'm sensing a lot of like consent and interest in moving forward with the conversation, I could start to infuse it with a little bit of my opinion on the topic or what you said or my feelings about it. But it's not dynamic or fun or interesting or anything that is going to evolve or turn into anything if I remain neutral. Like at some point yes, you could call, I need a, to get some skin in the game. Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, that's one of the chapters is indwelling. Yeah. Like you have to start to, you're invited into it and then you need to start to indwell it. You need to like right. be with it, encounter it. But I think you and I both in our own just relationship, both in our own way sometimes are too quick to react, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so it, it, we don't get the information. Right. No, you know? for sure. We both are. Yeah. Yes. Like you've never done this, but it's the first thing that popped in my head. If I said, hey, I'm coming over at 630 tonight. And you're like, oh, I thought seven. You know, I'm like, well, you've just missed the chance to hear why I was saying 630. And, you know, like, let me explain myself first. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's never happened to everybody. But well, like, no, but I feel like something like that could happen. I mean, <laughs> I I think you and I both in our own ways, like, again, we're just doing this podcast. We've been at it for two and a half years and it's very hard. Like we are. <laughs> trying every week to be like, we're really curious and we're going to be curious and wondering and open and all these things. And like, guess what? A lot of the goddamn time we are not. And we're always like, okay, are you being curious? Are you being curious? Are you being curious? Like it's, it is, it is a work in progress. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's its own venture. Yeah. yeah. Everything's a venture. <laughs> so many, so many good songs are coming out of this evening. Ruben, I'll let you know when it comes. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. I, you're, you're, you're great. Yeah. 
Um, okay, should I read another quote? Yes, please. Okay, so we've kind of already talked about this, but I just think this quote says it the best of about this kind of idea of knowledge is information versus loving to know. And this section is titled Reality, Impersonal Bits or Personal Gift. Mm. Mm. That right there is just something. Um, okay. <laughs> Interest is peaked. <laughs> Our knowledge as information orientation additionally shapes our picture of reality. It re- tends to reduce reality to two-dimensional ones and zeros mm. in personal bits. Mm-hmm. So much data to be collected. Oh. This way of seeing the world fits with our epistemic view that gaining knowledge means passively collecting impersonal information. <sighs> the goal in this approach of knowledge can be to eliminate any mystery from an indifferent universe, amassing all the bits eventually gaining comprehensive knowledge. It is a kind of mastery or conquest. Oh. So that is the knowledge of information, which I just have so many thoughts just even thinking about. It's true, like this idea of mastering something. Impossible. It's never going to happen. Yeah. It's just not real. Yeah. You cannot master something. And yeah. it's just like also like, ugh, yeah. why would I want to master something? <laughs> We've mastered podcasting. Moving on. <laughs> On the contrary, this little manual will say reality is gift mm. and love is at the core of all things. Mm. Maybe a little cheesy, but I'm here for it. Duh. It is not impersonal. Rather, reality is person-like. Ooh, say it. It is not passive and inert. Well, we'll say it again. Okay. It <laughs> is not person-like. It is not impersonal. Rather, reality is person-like. That's a great way of saying it. Let's just pause for a quick second. Pause. It's person-like is better than saying it has personality. Like, Mm. I remember hearing this philosopher speak years ago. His name Nicholas Walterstorff, and he was talking about beauty and art and truth Mm -hmm. and justice. I don't know. it It was a fascinating talk, but he was talking about, like, how beauty is hard to describe. It's like when you when you know beauty... You, you feel it when you hear it or whatever. And mm-hmm. He was talking about an author friend of his who was workshopping a, like, a way he wanted to write about this dog. And mm. he said he could say the dog's tail wagged. And then he thought he should say the dog's tail swung. Mm. And swung sounded so much more interesting and better. And it just perked up your ear. And yeah. there's something about that. It, uh, that that knowledge is is well, how do they say it personhood? It is not impersonal, or rather, reality is person like person. It's person like. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, reality is person like. One of the we're getting all these little mantras tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. just that's it right there. I know, I know, and it's again. I think there is something. I mean, there's there is a piece of like that's kind of scary to admit because mm-hmm. people we know are crazy. Ah, like yeah. human behavior by Bjork. Like you never know yeah. what's going to happen. What's up with these humans? Human behavior. Yeah. Like it's, it's. If you ever get, <laughs> how's it go to a human? Uh, you better get ready to lose control. <laughs> better get ready to lose control. Yeah. Um, this idea of like, yeah, it's unknown. Like that's a little scary to admit, but like, Let's be honest, reality does feel that way. Yeah. Like, and I mean, okay, I guess I'm just going all in on spirituality and Christian or godly go. things, miss yeah. whatever. This idea of Amago Day, or, you know, like this idea of the connectedness of things, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to run the risk of 
sounding crazy, but there is this piece of me that's like, we of course are similar to nature. Mm -hmm. Like we of course are similar to how the universe works. Like we are a part of it and it is a part of us. And like, great. (laughs) Great. Like there is this, there is, I think people worry about anthropomizing both God mm-hmm. and maybe the universe or the world. Anthropomorphizing. I never quite know. I think is that, that the right word? Yeah. It's a big. Like, like making something seem human that is not, yeah. or like putting on humanness. But there's a part of me that's like, well, let's not disconnect ourselves and how reflective and mirrored and similar we are. Yeah to this world and we know personhood. So maybe that is a helpful language for how we relate to this world. Well, it just seems like another quick way of describing it. If I, I'm just trying to always find a quick way of describing these things Mm because I ramble too much. So it's like, hence here we are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's like, you know, people, I don't know. People are going to have to do their own work, I guess, or I don't, we're here to help with the work, whatever that means. But like, if I say reality is like personhood, People are like, oh, oh, now they have all this stuff and they're confused. And I'm like, well, just think about it. People and reality and how a person is more complicated. But, I mean, in terms of your work as becoming a therapist and going to therapy and both of us being in therapy, it's like maybe you could say that maybe an assumption I had when I started going to counseling like three years ago was that, like, I am ultimately able to figure out who I am and I, through therapy, will, I mean, I would you never will have figure said it yourself this way. Out. Yeah, I would have yeah. said, I will come to sort of an objective understanding of who I am at my yeah. core. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's exactly what's happened. You'll make peace with yourself. Make peace with it. I'll become more familiar, but I know I'll never figure myself out. I'm a confusing swirl of all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. But that's okay. But that's what it is. And that's just like, again, this is like, uses this language of like inviting the real. Yeah. Like I think this knowledge is information model is just like, it's just not real. Yeah. yeah like it's yeah. not inviting the real, dynamism. which is the dynamism, the yeah. mystery, the, un, the, the complicatedness. Ooh. Um, okay. I'm going to keep reading cause I have like two more sentences in okay. this. <laughs> um, I'll just start again. I'll, this will not be my fifth time. I read this sentence. <laughs> it is not impersonal. Rather reality is person like, it is not passive and inert. It is richly multifaceted, deeply dynamic, and ever new and surprising, never to be sapped of mystery. We must reorient our epistemic relation to it to be more like a dance of overture and response, of wooing and being wooed. We must replace in different distance with intimate care. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. That's it right there. That's no small thing. That's no small thing. <laughs> it's learning venture. <laughs> it's it's like it's intimate. It's caring. Uh-huh. It's you know like my little raccoons that come by my house. Yeah, you know it's like all of a sudden I want to learn about raccoons because I care about them mm-hmm. and I want to know what's going on and if they got sick and why they aren't coming to my house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Cuse in one of my classes years and years ago. Everybody, we had Jeff Cuse on living um, the questions. Yeah, and he he was talking about like exegesis and hermeneutics and stuff like that. And he was saying, 
he was just saying this as an example and it just stuck with me. I was like, that's a great example. I don't really, I don't really understand what he's talking about. Cause, cause I don't know if that's true, but I just sort of took his word at it. Mm-hmm. And he was saying it's sort of, I, I wasn't even thinking about it with this lens at the time, but especially it's pertinent to what we're talking about, but like uh, sort of a binary way of thinking or a black mm-hmm. and white way of thinking. He was saying, there's a sermon about the sheep and the goats that Jesus gives. And the assumption that we place on that is it's so obvious. There's a sheep and a goat and Jesus is looking or God's looking and saying, look how that's a sheep, heaven, goat, hell, sheep. And it's like so obvious. And we, with this sort of godlike view can tell the sinners and the saints and the right, right. Who's worthy of heaven and sheep and goats. It's easy. You know, he said he was at a, sort of some sort of village in Africa and like the, the sheep and the goats weren't easily discernible. Mm. And the only way you could tell was like the shepherd would have to go and, and get close to the mouth and listen to the neigh. Mm. And it's like only the shepherd really actually knew if this was a sheep or a goat. It wasn't obvious and it involved mm. a relationship. Mm. He's like, see, so there's different ways you can interpret these scriptures. And I was dang, like, oh, dang, that's very, that's an interesting way yeah. of like, reframing it yeah i know we we take these like parables that were like very made for a very specific context Mm -hmm. to a very specific sense of knowing Mm -hmm. and we just abstract the crap no i know and jesus especially i mean it was so much better than paul in so many ways in the sense of like (laughs) teaches through parables which is exactly what this book is all about you know Mm -hmm. which is opening up way more questions than answers and leaves people so confused yeah and then he just walks away and drops i know this is the thing about christianity that's so freaking frustrating (laughs) as you're naming it it's like yeah jesus was literally like clear on some things kind of Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like Kind of care for people and mostly <laughs> unclear on all these philosophical, bigger questions. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, it's so tough. sad, very yeah. frustrating. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, this episode I would really say, isn't delving into some spirituality. I would say it'd be very interesting for you and me in terms of how we conduct these episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, to experiment with something, and we'll see, we'll see what your response is right now. Okay, but I think. Yeah, I think it's time to start winding down. Oh, yeah. I mean, we guess we're at 52 minutes if we want to. Not like instantly, but like winding down, not like revving up. But it'd be interesting to keep it at an hour because I feel like we've already covered so much. It's true. And my interest in brain is already super peak. peak. Yes. Like I think we've introduced this book and this concept. And and we're going to keep working with it. Yeah, totally. I agree. I agree. But I feel like you have a few more biggies i have like some quotes and yeah. things to yeah say. yeah do you have do you have one that's like particularly like this this is it you know like, uh yes i have okay. two i would okay. say actually let's do it um okay so this one oh i really love that you're being I, this is interesting but i think you're right <laughs> it's experimenting right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, some, sometimes sometimes we do let ourselves go but i think i don't know how you would describe it but sometimes i get a low-key panic at the two-hour mark i'm like when is it going to end? Yes. And how? Yes. Because now I really am lost. Because now it's become crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I think sometimes it's like this is enough to chew on here. Yeah, totally. We have plenty to chew on. I and maybe we up. invite people chewing mm-hmm. on and maybe we'll play a long song at the end of this episode mm-hmm. for people to sit and think about it. <laughs> totally. Totally. Okay. So I want to read this quote because it's my favorite quote of the whole book. Please. And Ooh, I've saying. read this to you. Mm-hmm. Year, like when I first read the book, I think I texted you a picture mm-hmm. of this and we used it a lot. And now that we've talked about it, I feel like it'll have a whole new meaning in many ways. Um, But this comes, so I'll just quickly say, this book goes through, this is the process. These are the chapters. It goes love. So it talks about love. 
as being the first step of knowing. And then it goes into pledge, mm -hmm. which is essentially like you pledge to the venture. You say, here I go, I'm going to go and do this thing. Love that. And then the next chapter is invitation. And it talks about kind of the way in which we are wooed in and we're invited in with wonder. Yeah. And it talks about these ideas of inviting the real <clears> and in inviting that in. And they, I'll briefly say the strategies they say for that is picking guides mm. along the way. Mm. So part of this is saying, sometimes part of the venture is giving yourself over to guides mm. saying, I don't know what this guide is saying. And maybe right now I don't understand, but I will give myself over to the process, mm. which is complicated because sometimes guides mislead you. Yep. So it's Be tricky. careful of those guides. Um, it's saying another strategy is placing ourselves where reality is likely to show up. And then active listening yep. is the last one. So it's inviting it's giving self over in a lot of ways. It's letting go of some control. Mm. It's this idea of saying, well, with a knowing venture, I'm entering into the not yet known. Mm -hmm. Like there is a piece of me that does not know. And I will know more about myself and know about more, know about this thing I'm learning about. Ooh. So that's the invitation. The next chapter is indwelling, which yeah. is kind of this idea of indwelling what you are being invited to. That's so important. Cause I feel like it could all all stay theoretical. Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't, you don't you actually embody it or apply it or live it. Right. Which in dwelling then talks about this idea, which is this whole SFI subsidiary focal integration, which oh. is essentially this integration Technical between terms. like the, the pieces of information. Like, uh, I don't even know if I can get into it, but it's almost like yeah. this idea. If you look at an iceberg yeah. and that there's the top of the iceberg and that's the focal point. Uh -huh. And then there's the subsidiary, which is like all that's below. Mm. And so much more is happening below. Mm -hmm. And so the integration is saying, what's the focal point and what's the subsidiaries behind the focal point? Mm -hmm. What's the things behind this? Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. you riding a bike. There's all these other underlying factors mm -hmm. of like your motor muscles, all these things, mm -hmm. the way the bike goes on it. There's lots of pieces more than just the focal point of your bike. And so it's integrating, understanding the subsidiaries and the focal point. You you really are a good teacher. That's very nice. You know, that's that's been that's been an energy from the very beginning with this podcast. Um the next section, so it goes on from the indwelling to an encounter. And it talks a bit about like epiphanies and this idea of on this venture you'll enter this void. So that's part of the invitation. The invitation is to going saying, I don't know, hands up. I don't know. You're open to it. I'm in the void. And then you start to indwell. Yeah. And then the next thing I say is encounters with the known. Yes. Where you start to feel, whoa, an epiphany, an aha moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They talk about aha moments coming in the encounter. And then the next step is what they say is transformation. So it's like, again, this is a relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, got it. It's like, got it. So now it's become the information, the encounter transforms who you are. Yeah. It now reshapes the way you engage because now you are real. You're recognizing yourself with the real. And then it goes on to this, the concept of dance, which is now you've entered into oh, a dance. Awesome. I got to get this book. Wouldn't it be fun if we like did this as like a book club or something? Someday? Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, literally that was my class. It was like once a week we went through each of these chapters. Yeah. Um, but I'm seeing with like no small thing people. Like it would sign be up so and, cool. You know, f like five weeks or we do a week on each chapter and discuss and. Huh. Patreon? Patreon, maybe. maybe. Anybody? Um, if you were interested, <laughs> DM us. Um, and then, so it goes into dance, which yeah. is this idea of, okay, now you are in dance, knower and known. 
Um, and so I'm going to read a quote from that. And the last thing is Shalom, and I'll read a quote from that. Okay. That's how we'll wrap up. Dance and Shalom. Does that sound good? Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Um, so this there's a whole bunch on dance, this idea of rhythm, artistry, um, going this idea of like overturn response. So mm. one thing gives and the other responds. Mm. And there's a section on asymmetry, which has just been the shining quote of for me in this book. Um, Your hair, asymmetry. <laughs> True. <laughs> I just think it's so, It. I think we live in a world, and this will say of like tit for tat, a world of like, you do this, I do that. Yeah. And I think I know, I mean, personally, I am more and more realizing how much I have achiever in me and I have pressure to be good and pressure to do and pressure to like match and give. And, you know, if someone does something, I'm like, do I have to, I must manically respond with an equal amount. Wow. Like there's yeah. a piece Ooh. of me that that's real. Yeah. And this really invites and says, no, that's not real. Huh. Like things are more asymmetrical and we can embrace that. Mm. It does not have to be equal, equal. It's like we can embrace the asymmetry. There will be moments yeah. of, because equilibrium will be met. Reality is this dance of equilibrium being met through the, the push and the pull. Yeah. So I'll just Love read this. this. <laughs> um, asymmetry. Overture and response are asymmetric. First, one partner acts while the other receives. Then the other acts while the first receives. Gift, as we said before, in order to be gift, cannot be a tit-for-tat exchange. This is what we call a trade, not a gift. Asymmetry is the dynamic that keeps gift, gift. Hmm. A dance requires asymmetry to move forward. Each move is a gesture of hope, in hope of gracious response. Each partner has to be okay being off balance for a time. Oh, yeah. And waiting for and trusting the upcoming move of the partner. Hmm. This is the dynamic of the knowing venture also. We bind ourselves in pledge and discipline to the inquiry, but we wait and hope for insight. We may not presume. What comes is often not exactly what we anticipated, and we find that it is perhaps better. We move forward again, taking a risk that our effort will be rewarded and waiting to see if it is. Just as we might gently tame a wild animal or coax a child to join in a game, and knowing, we see that the overtures and responses of knower and known are asymmetric, in turn, and ever the gestures of grace. Hmm. Ooh. Dang. That is so good. It's like, to me, that was like a, re, a big like paradigm reframe shift mm-hmm. of, I just love this. It's not a tit for tat. It's this you've done something, I do something in response. It's going, it's asymmetrical. It will not always even out. Yeah. But it will be beautiful. Yeah. And whole. Yeah. I mean, this is like a, such a silly and not good way of like thinking about it. But I remember in the early days, my friend Bobby, <clears throat> we'd be somewhere and he'd be like, I'll get this coffee, you know? And I, I don't approach life like this, but I was like, uh, most people I know do. So mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, the next time I'm out, I'm like, oh, you paid for coffee. And I'm trying to kind of keep tabs on like who's paid right, for what. Right. But I was like, we don't need to do this. He's like, uh, sometimes I'll pay for some, sometimes you will. It's not going to even, like, I don't care. Yeah. And I was it's like, so oh, that's relieving. Nice. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah. I bought breakfast this morning. That was $16 for both of us. Tomorrow you'll buy the coffees. That's $8. Like what? Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know. No, I know. I feel like there is a really interesting thing with certain 
relationships where that happens. Mm -hmm. And I've always, I think I generally run in the risk of like, yeah, I don't really care. It'll happen. It'll even have not, I mean, it's life. Yeah. You know, Um, (laughs) but I think that this is a really, I found, I found that to be just really profound, even just in thinking of like friendships and like, you know, there's times where we start hanging out and it's like, honestly, I have a lot to talk about and you're going to listen, you know, for most of the time. And I'm like, gosh, dang. But other times you come and you have a lot to talk about and I'm going to listen. Yeah. And it does maybe doesn't even out to be 50, 50, (laughs) you know? And it's like, that's not really what's happening. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be 50, 50. Oh, and my soul would just crumble if we were even thinking of it like that. Like if if you can imagine if like, we, t- we, we went on a walk and like set a timer and they're like, okay, well tonight you got 30 minutes. So, so, so I got to get time, my 30 minutes. Yeah, and I've been tracking this in an Excel spreadsheet and you know, these times you've gotten these amount and you talked yeah. about this topic and now I get to talk and we're like, Oh, yuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, I mean, it's like, again, with this information thing of like, I mean, even the thinking of like school, it's not always like okay, I do this X amount and I'm going to receive this much information. Mm, it's mm. like, gosh, I might do a lot of work and not see the response for a while. And then all of a sudden be given response and it will compel me to be, you know, be reignited to go yeah. back into it, you yeah. know, into this thing. It's like, I wasn't sure about object relations, but all of a sudden I'm like, Ooh, I think I'm getting object relations and it's starting to make more sense to me. And maybe I will go back and engage, you mm-hmm. know, like it's, it's movement. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Should I wind <laughs> down with this last quote? Yep, I think I should. <laughs> this is uh, from the last chapter. So the last chapter of this book is titled Shalom. So as we kind of talked about, it's like this making Love peace, that. home, home in this. And this is from a section titled, so this book is like one that has just like lots of subtitles and it's on communion. And I think it's a good, a good like summary And the goal of knowing is communion. This is an ongoing, dynamic, joyous, fruitful friendship. Not a one-sided power domination over with the triumph of information collection. Communion contrasts to power in affording a lively, joyous, fruitful peace. In contrast to the mastery of nature that characterized the centuries of modernity, Knower's goal with the known is relationship not conquest. This is a vision that accords more responsibly with our understanding of the fragility of the world. But knowing as communion underscores that the goal of our ventures is not an endpoint, a conclusion for which we turn and walk away. It is the onset of a dynamic, healthy relationship. Wow, I got lost in that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. What's the goal of life, honestly? You know? Yeah. Have a have a relationship. I mean, I mean just I mean they invoke that, but just like our crazy dominating relationship with nature. Mm-hmm, you know, instead mm-hmm. of a relationship with it. Instead of a just embrace uh and I think I mean I think this is really like I we talked about this earlier, but I'm I'm enjoying our conversation around this idea of the slippery slope and of this like fear people have when you enter into less certainty. 
That would be a good episode someday. Just a, an episode called Slippery Slope. And let's oh, really get into that. Oh, that would be a yeah. really good episode. And let's just obliterate it. Let's say no more. Don't, like, let's cancel Slippery Slope. <laughs> don't say it, everybody. <laughs> but it's like, this is so much more robust than yeah. an endpoint. Yeah. It's a it's a acceptance and a peace with the relationship. Ah. It's so beautiful. I guess what people are saying when they say Slippery Slope, I think there's a subtext that says... I'm scared of the void. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the void mm-hmm. is coming. And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, the void, it's going to be uncomfortable. But these things just relate. Like this is, this relates to defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're, you don't want to go to that void. So you've got all sorts of little tricky tricks, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so I think this is, I mean, all just as in conclusion, like this, you joined us in us continuing to cultivate what we're doing here. Yeah. Like this, like I said in the beginning, it challenges and encourages us. Yeah. I think it is both. Okay, we're doing some parts of this. Yeah, and I think we want to continue to cultivate more and more skill in our learning, in our loving, mm-hmm. in our wonder, in our voids, in all of this. Continuing this dynamic relationship, but I do feel like I sense peace coming peace being something i mean i think even us on that blitz for that thing <laughs> like <laughs> finding some peace with the void right now yeah well said yeah like we're in the middle right now of trying to say okay this is dynamic this is complicated we will not be able to master this thing like yeah it's like an intentional shoulder shrug instead <laughs> of a passive shoulder shrug like mm-hmm. oh forget it it's like no, we just don't know right now. And and it, that, that's okay. And I think even as we re-engage in a, f- a month or so, like I think we'll be even more intentionable, mm-hmm. intentional, intentionable, intentionable about <laughs> this way of not mastering the thing. Yeah. The Enneagram. Ah. I'll say it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. it's, it's continuing saying, no, it's mystery. It's, it's relationship. Yeah, I think this is just another one of those little things inching out into our own sense of vocation and putting more like color and substance to it, you know, and I don't know. I feel that way. I feel that way big time right now. Like, I feel like this is just another little roadmap. It feels like a little map. Like we found mm-hmm. a little map, a little mm-hmm. treasure map. To I agree. I agree. I mean, the yeah. amount of times I'm evoked this podcast in this class. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, but, that's so uh, sweet. Oh my God. My podcast. <laughs> we do this kind of thing. <laughs> and I don't know if, if we do come up with tools and curriculum someday, th- these are things we stumbled upon, but like, you know, we did this in our, everybody we met today, we've been meeting and having like quote on heavy quotes, business meetings mm-hmm. on Fridays, like trying to get some business done. Check us <laughs> out. <laughs> and, you know, looking at our upcoming episodes and it was like, we need a playful episode pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder what that even just does for you and me as friends. Like, you know, we're, we're doing defense mechanisms. We're doing, we're talking about the youth group, which will be so fun, but also it's going to take a little bit more work. Mm-hmm. You know, doing an interview takes a little bit more work for us. Mm-hmm. And, and then sitting down tonight and doing this is a little bit more focus. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then when we do chips, it's just as pure silliness. Like yeah. I'm not like, Hey, you said a wrong thing about chips and you didn't do enough research for our chips episode. You know, it's just like nonsense. Yeah. And the more nonsense, the better. 
Yeah, I mean, we're totally, I mean, this this book doesn't talk about play. I mean, I bet there's some subsections around play, yeah. but I think that is something that we, in terms of our own learning venture with what it is to be more curious, mm -hmm. like our learning venture of like, how do you become less certain, more mm -hmm. curious? Mm -hmm. Something we've found along the way to be a, a, a home base or something that keeps coming back is play. Yeah. Play is at the heart of our curiosity. And the more we can feel playful, the more we can hold <laughs> curiosity. Yeah. And we, 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 we kicked out some ideas today and I just was like, that's a good one. That's a good one. But the moment we said food, yeah, I just like, started yeah. laughing. <laughs> something, something about just, I know we said it already today, but just something about the vagueness and the hugeness of it. And like food, just this idea of talking about food. <laughs> We're going to do it. <laughs> it sounds so funny to me. <laughs> and to know that like, it, I have no idea what we'll say. I have no idea. <gasps> Wikipedia food. <laughs> We're going to have to read the definition on Wikipedia of what food is. <laughs> That's making me laugh. Why do I have to pay attention to that? <laughs> uh, yeah. This is another little just dipping our toe in a mission or a vocation of sorts. And hopefully some of you are along for the ride with us. And I think like, I don't know. I mean, everyone contributes different things to society. And I think there's lots, there's lots of work to be done to continue to heal society. Mm -hmm. And I just think that I more and more think that this idea of cultivating, being able to tolerate curiosity as opposed to certainty helps us to hopefully, I think, be more engaged, better citizens. I think you're absolutely right. Like, I, think, absolutely I right. think that there's, you know, the more I try and just like understand what role are we doing? What role are you playing? And I think, and I hope that by inviting this playfulness, this curiosity by saying, Hey everyone, if you are someone who listens to us weekly, like we're going to keep telling you and keep encouraging you to be curious. I think and hope that that helps us to be more engaged, open citizens, able mm -hmm. to, to, to know how we're participating in the world. And, and hopefully I think brings forward some justice. Mm -hmm. Like I think and hope that this little thing we're contributing it's, I hope, I think it's doing some good. Ah. This is me processing. <laughs> <laughs> a little good something. I think even, I think even like talking about food for some reason, I'm like, <laughs> I think that is actually helpful. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's absolutely. not arbitrary. No, like no, I no. think we're not approaching it like being playful and silly and thinking about it. It's like, well, it's not an arbitrary playful and silliness. Yeah. It's actually a very mindful playful yeah. and silliness. Yeah, and yeah, saying, yeah. oh, this is, this is intentional and healing, mm -hmm. hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and then and then the dyna the dynamic of the relationship, you know, that's a unique thing, you know. Yeah. Well, we hope this was helpful for you guys. Thank you for joining us on our little learning venture of discussing learning ventures. I think I'm going to end with the Beach House song. Okay, good. Elegy I love to it. the Void. Elegy to the Void, here you are. Uh, we'll be back everybody next week with Rebel. Rebel. Oh, everybody, oh, next week excited. we're going to, you know, if if you guys listened and you heard our beloved Arise episode, Rebel is part two to that episode because now we want to explain what this youth group is all about and we'll explain what we're up to, but also feature a lot of like um, reflections from our students, which will be the highlight. I think of that. Hopefully oh, we're very yeah. excited. So Thanks that's for next week. Thanks for listening. Here's beach house with elegy to the void. Hearts to you. That was good. To your sons and